Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So we are popping in on a Sunday in your feed, which means it's a more than mom episode. We do these a couple Sundays a month and we use them as an opportunity to depart from motherhood and parenting and talk about whatever we feel like talking about, whatever we feel like talking about. And since in case you missed it, we had a big celebration this week. Earlier this week was our 200th episode and our four year to the day anniversary of this show. So we thought we would kind of continue the conversation. We talked a lot about kind of what we've learned about motherhood through podcasting on Tuesday. Today's show is going to be more of like a then and now of actually how we make this show and what's changed in our lives since we've been doing it so much oh my goodness it's crazy yeah so not only how how much has changed in our lives but how much how we do the show has changed yeah exactly and we hear from you guys sometimes that the behind the scenes of podcasting is fun it just I know as a podcast listener even though I know what we do it's still so interesting I still kind of picture other podcasters in a fancy recording studio don't you you don't think they're all doing it in their bed like me (laughs) But you are, and we are. So we're going to talk about just, yeah, how much has changed. Um, And this was a great listener suggestion, by the way, from a listener named Kara, who said that would be fun. Um, And she even suggested we play our old intro, which we will at some point. We're going to have Brian insert that. So, okay, yeah, there'll be a little retrospective. (laughs) Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor Meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor Meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. 
Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place dot com code mom hour. All right. Are we ready to dive in? Yeah, we got a lot to cover. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So I want to ask you this question. We're going to kind of snapshot back in time in our time machine. Okay. Um, and again, if you listen to 200, you know, it's been exactly four years. So in March of 2015, Megan, um, how old were your kids to start with? Um, gosh. Okay. So I had to go back and do this math. Uh, Clara had just turned six, like five days earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen was nine. Will was 11. Isaac was 15 and Jacob was 17. And I do remember when um, we had that intro with all their ages on it. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah. And, and you guys will hear it. So we, we said, or at least I said my kids specific ages. I think you at least said six through 17. <laughs> okay, the that was smart of me, right? <laughs> okay. So what's funny is I'm looking at this and I just put it together now, but you had a six, nine and 11 and that's what my kids are now. Is that wow, crazy? Well, that so crazy. Reed and Allegra have spring birthdays, so they are actually not quite nine and 11. They're still eight and 10, but this is the time of year where, you know, you do it in the fall you start to round up because everyone's about to turn something so when we started this show violet was newly two um so a young two reed and allegra were four and six but when we recorded that intro i did call them five and seven which bought us a year of um you know that's so funny (laughs) like being correct but what's funny is we kept that intro for way too long and my kids would sometimes hear it in the car or if i was listening to the show and they'd be like mom i'm nine now i'm not Four, whatever so it funny. said, it did say two, five. And we seven. made it eventually so much easier on ourselves. Yes. We were just less specific. I think that's one of those things you just don't think about when you first start something like this. And then later you're like, like, when are we going to re-record the intro? And back then, like recording was a big deal. 
Like it, it was hard. It was both a big deal, but also I don't think we took it quite as seriously because yeah, the show was true. new and small. I remember, I think you just told me what to say in the intro and we just recorded it the very first day we recorded yep. and we're like, okay, yep. well, let's just That's done. say this. And I will say, even though we got a little more vague, uh, we did our second iteration of the intro said we have five kids from preschool to teen. And I did have to eventually also rewrite that because yep. my preschooler is now in kindergarten. So yeah. That kids get older. Spoiler alert. It, it happens. And listeners, your kids are also four years older than they used Which to be. crazy. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Okay. So what about the home you live in and who lives under your roof? I, I'll go first. Mine, I think, has changed a little less. But um, in 2015, we were in this same house. We'd only been in this house um, about six months. So it was still kind of new. We moved to California in August of 2014 from Arizona. So I was still newly living in this area and living in this house. Um, the same people, the same five of us under this roof, my husband, the three kids, we did have an older dog who passed away in 2016. Um, and so, and then we got a puppy in spring of 22 years ago of 2017. So in this time we, ha we were down one dog and then up one dog. But other than and that, just when you got all your kids off to school, you, you took on a new dog. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's, so he's better now though. He is better, but you had some stress around that. that yeah, is, it was. Yeah. It's hard recording with a puppy. It's hard doing anything <laughs> yeah. with a puppy. Okay, how about you? So, um, well, in 2015, it would have been me and the five kids and my husband. Um, and we lived in a different house. Then in 2017, my now ex-husband and I got divorced. So, uh, And then in last year, April of 2018, so just about a year ago, I think I was actually prepping to move right now. Mm -hmm. Um, we moved to a different house. So now it's like me, same kid, not, you know, minus the ex-husband, same kids, but on a rotating schedule with the adult kids kind of coming in and out at will. Although my son, Isaac just technically moved out. Although I think he's going to be back <laughs> on the weekends. Um, I have a feeling he got his own place, but I think he'll be back a lot. And we still have the dog, um, but we also added a kitty cat. Yeah. And that was around the time you got the cat in your old house, right? Yeah. So I've like had the cat for two years. But pre move. Yep. Okay. Yep. I got the cat two years ago now. You so. got that cat when it was a guest on your radio show. Right? Yes. Your so I, I did a radio program? morning show for two years and um, Johnny and Megan mornings at 98.3 The Coast. And I, they had like a furry friends Friday and they'd always bring in animals. And I always joked that I was going to end up getting one of them. Yeah. And they brought this skinny, scrawny cat in that was so like aggressively affectionate that I was like joking that the cat had an attachment disorder. But then I said, <laughs> you know what? I want that cat because I need something to snuggle at yeah. night. And it was just like the best. And I couldn't stop thinking about her. I like obsessed about her yeah. for days. And then I finally went and got her. And it's, she's been just the best thing ever. Like everyone loves her. Oh, and That's said she awesome. brought the whole family together. I love it. He said, this is the, he said, this cat is the best decision this family ever made. <laughs> It's like, wow, Owen. No pressure. Dramatic. No yeah, pressure. No pressure. Gia. Isn't her name exactly. Gia? Um, yeah, Gia. Okay. So next question. How about your work situation? I mean, we regular listeners know this podcast has become a, you know, a source of income and a big chunk of our jobs, but obviously it always hasn't been that way. And it's not all, it doesn't look the same for both of us. So what were you doing work-wise four years ago? Oh uh, gosh. Okay. So four years ago, I had kind of wound down the blogging. But I still was doing a lot of freelancing. I had like three or four copywriting and um, like editorial contracts. So I was definitely working and very much full And tell everybody what that looked like. Just if they're not from the blogging world. Like you weren't <laughs> blogging as much at the happiest home personally. Right. But I was blogging but on being... behalf of other 
companies. And sometimes I was managing writers for their blogs and just like I was working on a project for women, infants and children, where I was creating like online nutritional programs and stuff. So I had like three or four of those at a time at any given time. So I'd be switching back and forth. Like one would be like a local tourism site. And then another Mm -hmm. one would be parenting content and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was going to say they weren't all motherhood and parenting related. Some were tangentially, but not all. Yeah. So that was keeping me busy. And so the podcast was just, I mean, the podcast to me was like three things. First of all, it was a way for me to keep talking about parenting and still have a personal brand of some sort. Cause I kind of gave that up like, like the whole personal writing when I was, everything I was doing was for clients. So I wasn't really doing a lot of my own writing. So this was a way to continue to kind of explore those topics when I wasn't doing that blog anymore. Um, it was also a good way to stay in touch with some people from the happiest home community. Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone followed over, but some did. And it was mm-hmm. a nice way to like kind of keep those connections. And it was just a passion project. I kind of knew podcasting. I had a feeling podcasting was going to get big. I just, I couldn't tell what the timing was going to be. Well, we were kind of right in the middle of it, actually. It was right. when it had just sort of started to get big was when we were sort of just launching this right. show. And I'd been podcasting a while by that point, but not for the mom hour, obviously, because it was brand new. So right. you know, it, it like had a few different, I didn't really at that time think, oh, in four years, like podcasting by itself will be my full-time job. Right. I didn't really think that far ahead, I guess, but I knew it had the potential. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. you definitely saw it. Um, people in podcasting often reference um, the release of this uh, serial from This American Life as like, one of those pivotal moments, not the only one. And certainly there was podcasting before that, but I always had it in my mind that we were slightly before that, but we were just slightly after. So serial yeah. was October of 2014. You, mm-hmm. you who were already podcasting, you already knew it, but for some reason, and you've my, been on my shows and stuff. I had me. been on so your like, shows. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, but that's always like a, it's interesting to know that. And then I would, I think that moms in general, have really started coming to podcasts in the last like two years. Wouldn't you yeah, say? Yeah, I agree. Like we even were like after... a little bit ahead of our, of our people, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So for me, I was actually working less in March of 2015 than almost any other period since I've become a mom, except for one other where I was a fully, fully stay at home mom, no side hustles or gigs right after Reed was born for about six or nine months Um, And then I started getting kind of into the editorial stuff and writing and blogging. But other than that, I think I just remember it was slower for you because, first of all, I had been working for you since 2013. And your work, like you said, was going more to these other contracts. And we were doing less and less at the happiest home. And lifestyle wise, that actually made a lot of sense for me. We did this big move um, to California. You had a toddler. I had a toddler. See, that's the thing. Like when I was working quite a bit for you, 10 hours a week, I was pregnant and had a little baby. And then I had like a little bit of kids in school, but I still had predictable naps and stuff. And then we got into this phase where I had a kid in elementary school, a kid in preschool and a very busy toddler. And it was actually like harder to predict the work at that time than it had been when she was a baby. So it was actually, I remember kind of thinking it was perfect. And then the podcast almost was like, almost a just for fun thing. I mean, of course we wanted it to be good, but it it was like, I didn't, it definitely was not work for me. And we didn't expect it to blow up quite the same way that it did. I think we were thinking, oh, you know, podcasting could lead us down some interesting paths, but I, I I wasn't anticipating this particular show getting, you know, the response it did, which is great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. So next question, and we have kind of a lot to say here. This is, this is kind of fun. So where and how did you record? Did we record, but obviously we're across the country from each other. So what did your recording situation look like in the very early days? 
So in the very early days, um, my ex John had set up this whole set, like situation for me at my desk with like a boom mic on an arm that was clamped onto the side of the desk. Actually, it was like clamped onto a piece of wood that I think was like nailed into the wall or something <laughs> because the desk had too big of a like didn't have enough lip yep. for it to get under. Um, and I was using this enormous Mac and we had this very complicated recording situation. So in, in that time, I was the one doing the recording since like, I don't know, for two years or so, you've been the one doing the recording. Yeah. But at first it was me. Meaning and like so you were pushing buttons on your end. And I, was I was pushing just buttons on my yeah. end. Yep. And so I would sit down and every time it was like reinventing the computer, like because <laughs> Skype, it was like we had Skype to record. And then we had to get the files into GarageBand, but you couldn't directly do that at that time. You had to have some third party piece of software. I don't know if that's true anymore. We, we abandoned that a long time ago. Right. So you had to have something that would get it from Skype into GarageBand. Um, at first, we weren't even using. So our our host now is Blueberry and we've had Blueberry for a long time, maybe three years. Mm -hmm. But at first we were like uploading everything to Amazon Web Services. Oh, wow. I don't so think I even there wasn't knew really that. even okay. there was no way to track stats. Really, you could kind of get a rough idea about how much data was being used. I mean, it was like very rudimentary and it was guesswork. So every time I got on my computer, every time I shut the computer down, all of the settings would reset. Oh, my gosh. So I'd have to go back in and go, OK, is my mic on? Yes. Um, is it being read by the computer? Yes. Is the thing that connects Skype to GarageBand working? Yes. Like it was like a checklist. And honestly, half the time I forgot something and something didn't sound right. Or, you know, it was it, we had some snafus for sure. And I would and, just be there on the other because I, I didn't know what any of it looked like yeah. or any of it worked. I mean, I, yeah. I know so much more about the technical side than I did then. So I'd just be sitting there like, OK, I'm ready when you and are. I would have John on call. And then he would do all the editing in GarageBand, which, mm -hmm. you know, he wasn't like a trained audio engineer and it took him a long time I think mostly because I think like he kind of nerded out on it but at the same time like it just he didn't have any efficiencies in place for it because he right. was using a very like, GarageBand is a very complicated program it is it's and, yeah and the the edits we needed like there was always something that went wrong so there most were, of our yeah. edits I think were related to like technical difficulties like Skype yes. dropping out. That's what I remembered. We yep. never edited our like conversation or if we said something no. or messed up. We still don't. The only time we do is when we read our wonderful sponsor spots and those have yeah. to be delivered more precisely. Therefore, we screw up a bunch. Yep. But yeah, we or don't like a dog barks. That's or something. true. The that's true. The doorbell rings. rings. But yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, that the way we hand over the, the finished product is the same. It's just getting there. There were a lot more technical problems. And so I used to be really stressed out when yeah. I would sit down to record. It's kind of funny to think back now, like this is so now that you kind of handle all the button pushing and also <laughs> now, and we'll talk mm. about our new system now that it's so much better. I feel like this is actually a really relaxing time of the week, but like it used to be very stressful. It did. And you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about um, there's, there was a different time period somewhere in the middle where it was also very stressful, but it was less to do with technology and more to do with our schedules. And we have yes. the luxury of now all, all three of my kids are in school full time. Yours have been in school all full time for a while, but then right as mine started to have more school time, you took a full time eight to five, nine to five job. Yeah. So we have over the years have had to record at crazy weird times. I would was often kicking my husband and three little kids out of the house on yep. a Saturday or getting up at a crazy time or I'm just wondering, like, when did we actually do it? I, I mean, I guess I came home on my lunch break and did it sometimes. No, I think we did weekends when you were working we? for the for the marketing agency. We did weekends. Okay. Because it was a big shift for me when I didn't have to record on weekends yeah. anymore. Yeah. I, and I just I know, remember and you being... too, I'm sure. Well, and I just remember if there was anything that like 
went wrong or had to be fixed like during the week that was super stressful yes. for me during that yeah. time so that whole, luckily that, whole, that, that time didn't last period. too long thankfully but <laughs> we got a lot done during that time it was just stressful we did and the show um had its own momentum and a pretty robust audience by then so we didn't have the choice if, if those right. circumstances had happened in the first six months we just would have skipped weeks probably yeah, we would have been like would've. oh but by the time that period went into place we were like well we got to get it done so I kind of got ahead of myself I want to go back and talk a little bit about my recording setup in the early days because this is so funny I looked back at my Amazon orders um, because I wasn't sure but I did did not have a mic at all when we started which means so funny not at all and then I had this little one um, called the blue snowflake which probably now if I tried to get it to work it wasn't the mic's fault, but there was some compatibility issue. And we're still not clear if it ever worked or if it worked for a little while <laughs> and then stopped working. But your ex, John, would listen to our audio. And this is maybe three or four or five months in. And I remember he'd always say, you know, let's set aside some time to, to get Sarah <laughs> to set talk up. talk about this. So she doesn't sound like garbage. And you and I were both like, oh, yeah, we should definitely do that. Yeah, it would be great to, like, take a look at that. And we never did. We just we kept getting did. on. So I was recording. First without a mic at all, then with this little, it's a little dinky thing. It, it's like really small. It's not a real podcasting mic. And I'm not sure if it ever worked and it definitely stopped working. So that was another like almost a year. So I ordered the mic that we have, which we love. It's the Audio Technica 2100. It's a favorite in this price range for podcasters. I did not order it till October of 2016, which is a full year and a half into <laughs> doing this wow. show. So blanket apologies for Sarah's sound quality in the first I mean, that's like 70 episodes or something. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. But I did go back and listen to our first episode and you didn't sound anywhere near as good as you do now. But I think for like a 2015 homespun podcast, we sounded pretty good. Like I've definitely heard ones that sound much worse. So don't feel too bad about it. Um, Okay. So do you want to talk about what recording, what your mic and your setup situation looks like now or any, any phases in the middle that we skipped? Yeah. Well, because there was like another phase (laughs) where we, where we discovered clean feed, which is what we use now to record. And it's just better in every possible way. It kind of eliminated that need for all those different pieces of technology and it made it very simple. And clean feed um, is the piece that replaces basically Skype and GarageBand. Like it, it allows us to connect to each other from, you know, a million miles away, but then it also does the recording. So, yeah, they were, yeah. does the recording. It doesn't do the, ed- like, you can't edit in it, right. but we send that on to our, yeah. our engineers for that. So um, this is when I picked up the mic in my cleavage trick, which I've talked about before, because I, I'm on my bed. I've been on my bed now recording since Clean Feet early days, which would have been, what, like two, two years ago? I two think probably a-, a little longer. Well, yeah, I- like two and a half years ago. It was like, it was fall of 2016. When you started working at the radio. Yep, yep, yep. Because we got that tip from my co-host. Yeah, um, so Jack, two and a half. told us about it. Mm-hmm. So you know, when I'm recording on my bed and I didn't have the boom anymore. And I did that for several reasons. Um, one of them being the sound is just better. There's more soft things around yeah. and it absorbs sound. I'm more comfortable. I didn't have to be on my computer. That was the big beast anymore right. because I wasn't doing the recording on this end. Um, but then I was like, what am I going to do with my mic? I would try to hold it. That didn't work. And finally I realized if I just stuff it in my bra, <laughs> it stays in place and my mouth is close to it. I'm kind of talking down into my cleavage right now. Um, but that's where I picked up that trick. I love and it. that's how I still do it. Even in a different house, I still now have my and mic stuff. Do you, in my bra. did you get a new mic at some point? I feel like you did. You had the old, I like used a, to have a road yeah. um, podcaster, which is a really nice mic, but uh, like it's, it was a little much for my needs. I don't remember why I switched to the audio technica. I think because Johnny recommended it and yeah. like it was really well 
Um, it came with great reviews and it's smaller. It's yeah, much you easier can travel to take. with it. You can it travel it's with great. It. Now we yeah. now we own. I think we both own two. Yeah, it's it's our go to. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, we switched to Clean Feed, which switched me to being usually the one to capture the recording. Clean Feed also does not come without some technical difficulties sometimes we've had many right. but now we're in a good phase so if you're listening to this clean feed keep it up keep up the good work keep um, it up. but I moved from not caring at all about my acoustics to then starting to understand how to get a little bit better sound got the mic I moved up to Reed's room and I would record sitting on the floor facing into the bunk bed so that I was talking into kind of a blanket fort the sound was fantastic. I remember feeling really proud of like, oh, this really does. I could start to hear the difference, no echo and all of that. Yeah. Um, and I did that for, I don't know, over two years. And right around the the end of 2018, just this last year and like looking into the new year and we recorded so much content, like in December, you know, we always put out a ton of holiday content and I was like, I'm done. I don't want to sit on the floor anymore in a dirty eight year old's room with Legos on the floor Yeah, and my body hurts. And we would, we would do these double header sessions where we'd record two episodes back to back and the sound was great. All of that was great. But my bot, I was just like, I, I want to sit in a chair at, at a real table. Yep. So um, we worked to get me a little setup now and I have a proper mic stand. It stands on the floor so I could move it around. It's like the kind of musician would use on stage or whatever. And then there's a window behind me and there's um, like it's a, like an industrial moving blanket, the type of thing you'd wrap your dresser in if you were going to yeah. put it in a moving truck and um, hanging that behind me just dampens a little bit of the room echo. And then I'm also set up to speak really, really closely into the mic. Cause with these types of mics, if you can get right up on the mic, you already yeah. eliminate a lot of the kind of bounce and echo around. So um, all of that, the mic placement and the blanket behind me, I am now happily sitting back in my kitchen where I started only knowing so much more about how to get decent sound. Well, and I want to say, I don't think it's ever that we didn't care about sound. It's more that we just kind of knew our limits. I yeah. think it was more mm -hmm. I can't care to borrow your phrase. Yes. Like, I can't care about that. Like, we're getting a show out every week. What more do you expect from us? And then eventually when we got good at like our process of getting the outline done yep. and staying organized and being consistent and all those things, then we're like, OK, now we're ready to make the next step. And, and we also did get some emails and some iTunes reviews yep. in the very early days with people's most of them actually even really nice but like hey one of you's yelling in my ear and I can barely hear the other one and that's it. for those of you who are curious that's a pretty common if you are doing an, an independent podcast and starting it from your home sound and sound quality is a big hurdle and now listeners ears are so much better trained for yes. good podcasts are so much more popular we got away with stuff that would be hard to get away with today and be taken Seriously. Remember um, when we had that thing where it sounded like one of us was jangling bracelets yes. or something and it was a it was a cord problem. It was a cord problem. It wasn't even the cord jangling, like nothing was moving. Um, but it was a, a faulty connection. It ends up sounding like a scratch scratch or bracelets jangling. And we've learned so we also learned a lot about that when we started coaching other podcasters because we'd be like, holy yep. moly, now we've got to make sure other people have good sound quality. And we actually had our own vocabulary around it. Like we called that scritchy scratch. Yeah. And we called um when like the Wi-Fi connection is bad and it gets like someone's like slows down and someone speeds up or whatever, we call that roboting. Yeah. So it actually on one end sounds like a robot. Yeah. You sound like electronically mastered yes. anyway. Yeah. Oh, if you guys have a little moment where you thank all of the independent podcasters you listen to, because I guarantee they all have wanted to bang their head against the wall over Skype or any number of these. It's just, it's a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. It's, it's Do you, you haven't had a lot of time when you've been recording with kids in the house. I mean, I know you have had to 
before, but no, it hasn't but really you, been. Yeah. I usually just kick them out because mine are younger. It's just really, yeah. it's, it's really hard. Um, but you yeah. have, so talk about that. Yeah, I have. Well, I, and it's not a big thing anymore. Now they're with their dad half the week. And if I do have to record, like right now it's almost, we're recording this on a school day. It's yep. almost two o'clock. My kids will be coming home from school starting in an hour. They don't, they know if my door is shut, not to not to come in. In my old house and when they were younger, my where I recorded was like this office room right off of my bedroom and mm-hmm. it had a glass door between <laughs> that and the area where the kids came in. So it was like anything that happened in the house, like if the dog barked, if someone slammed the door, it was like very close. Yeah. And kids would press their faces up against <laughs> the door. Um I did eventually put a sign up on the door that said, I think it said mom's recording quiet please and then I think what it said is don't read the sign out loud. Oh, yes. Cuz the kids would come up and read the sign out loud. And I'm like, okay, so that doesn't work either. Cause you're right there on the other side of the store. Um, so help. now that doesn't happen. I, I do occasionally have cat problems. Like she yeah. likes to hang out with me in my room and I don't mind, but you know how cats do that thing where they rub their faces on the corners of yes. things. Yes. She'll decide she wants to do that on my computer, which does not work when I'm trying to keep it in my no. lap. And so, and you've yeah. had dog. Interruptions. Oh yeah. Dog interruptions. And with my old dog too, cause both dogs will bark if they hear or see something. Um, but Xander wants to like be, get your attention. Y- yes. And his, there was a whole phase when he was a puppy where he could not even be in the room. He wanted to be near me, but I couldn't have him in there. He was too wild and too unpredictable. So I would put him in a crate, but he would bark in the crate if yeah. he knew I was in the house. He, he likes his crate. If he, if he knows we're gone, he's totally fine in his crate. But because he knew I was there, he would bark. So I had to move the crate into this. It sounds terrible, but it wasn't into our closet, which is a, a big closet. It's so it's a, not it's like, like a room. and the light was on and it's not, it was just like a room, but it had the most doors I could close. Cause I could close that door, <laughs> then the bathroom door, then the, um, outside bedroom door and then the bedroom door I was in. And so finally figured that out. So yeah, puppy drama. And then you'd come back and you'd be all out of breath and you'd have yeah. to have like five minutes to like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Reset to yourself. So now he's sweaty. He's right next to me and he is mostly good. But that brings me to the final funny thing, unless we think of anything else about interruptions and, you know, having background noise, which is, you guys are not going to believe this. We didn't really figure out that there was a mute button we could use to mute either of us. Like if you're on a conference call, right? And you don't want to cough into the speaker or whatever, you can mute yourself and everyone else keeps talking. Well, CleanFeed has that functionality. It has existed in the two and a half years we've been using it. (laughs) And for some reason, it never occurred to either of us to use that for this type of thing. Like, oh, I, you know, I can tell Xander's going to bark because he's getting up here. I'm going to mute myself and let you keep talking, which should be. I don't know. It's so simple. And the way it came up is I had a a cold a few weeks ago, like in January and I was getting over it, but I had just that lingering where I felt like I needed to clear my throat almost all the time because I was getting over. And I was, I told Brian, I was like, I had to suppress holding my, my husband, Brian, by the way, uh, one of our engineers is also named Brian. And I said, (laughs) I had to suppress my clearing my throat for like two hours recording today. And he's like, do you guys have a mute button? And I was like, <laughs> you're like, turns oh. out. And the funny thing is like from radio, I should have, there is such, there's such a thing as a cough button. That's what it's called. Oh my gosh. How funny. And I just didn't think about it. Like I never, I, I, there's a lot of things that are probably similar between radio and podcasting that I never put the two together. Yeah. So, so I use it. Oh my gosh. I, I use it with abandon now, like clear my throat, stiff my nose. You can open a LaCroix can, a LaCroix can in the middle yes, of recording. Well, now. <laughs> and I got in trouble for that one time. We got a note from our sound engineer who very sweetly said, um, at, you know, X timestamp, I had to remove the sound of Megan opening her LaCroix can. And I, the funny thing was I must've gone into some kind of out of body experience <laughs> Because I did not, I had no memory of having opened it during recording. I was like, I would never do that. What is it like? What a, you know, 
amateur hour thing to do, but I totally did. Yeah. Well, now, thanks. But now I can. I can open multiple to this newfangled thing called a mute button. Yep. That's been there the whole time. <laughs> it's been there the whole time. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so moving on, I thought we could talk about the actual content of the show. We just talked a bunch about recording technically, Um, but there's several things that have changed. um, And we are going to play you guys a couple of examples of the older intro. We mentioned that, but let's talk about like the way we structured the show, because now it feels so it feels like pretty routine. We've kind of got our rhythm down, but there's some things that we did very differently in the beginning. Yeah. Um, Okay. So this is something I think is funny. Remember how we thought it would be fun to add in like a kind of like, what are we up to? Like segment at the beginning. Yes. And we ended up talking about the weather, like a whole bunch. Yes. Well, then people were like, don't do that anymore. Yeah. So it's, (laughs) so it's really funny. We did. I, I was really big into this idea of recurring segments and the few podcasts I had listened to at that time had something like, let's talk about our tip of the week or our favorite product of the week. By the way, I still think this is a great idea. It just wasn't 
us. We had yeah. trouble executing. I, our kids were in very different life stages from each other. You don't like to think of products on the spot. And I don't blame you. I have a hard yeah. time with it too. So it was like this idea I really wanted to force us into. And we tried it with both a product segment and then also with like, let's talk about what's going on in our homes this week. I completely forgot about the product segment. Yeah, That's it didn't how last very it long. To me. <laughs> it didn't last very long. And then we tried this, like, let's talk about what's happening in our, like in our four walls this week, which is again, was a great idea. But we got feedback. And and I think the feedback was really, uh, it was right. It was right on. Yeah. It was in our first listener survey. And, and listeners just said, we wish you'd get to the topic faster. And yeah. the thing is, what I realize now over four years is people are getting to know, We it's it's natural for us to talk about what's going on this week in our home. And like, yeah. it just kind of weaves its it way It just in. happens. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that there's no it's not like we don't socialize at all. There's zero banter at the beginning. We still say hi to each other. Yeah. And sometimes we make a funny comment about what's going on or whatever, but it's not, it was forced. That was the problem. And it we went were trying on to make long. it like a thing and it went on too long. And it long. went on yeah. 10 or 15 minutes and people are like, um, but you Enough. said this episode was about lunch packing and you're still right. talking about the weather. And then the weather is kind of, that's like a running joke because we both, we kind of do like to talk about the weather we and we have such different weather. weather. So you guys will just have to give us a pass on that one. We try not to do it at the top of the show for 10 minutes every episode like we maybe did in the beginning. Well, and a big reason that we had to kind of streamline the way we did things as well was because we did start doing advertisers more regularly. It would, our very first show had an advertiser, but we yes. were never consistent. We weren't consistent for like two years. So I would love to ask you this. I'm putting you on the spot. What what all did you know about podcast advertising or the way that you wanted to work with sponsors? Because it really was your vision in the beginning. And I was the co-host for a while. Well, um, I knew nothing because the podcasts I listened to were either ripped from the radio, mm-hmm. which meant they were usually just like an underwriter. They were a lot of more public radio. So they were like an underwriter at the beginning, but they didn't typically in those days have um, a lot of ad breaks. Right. At least the ones I was listening to, um, or they were all over the place. M- most podcasts, like I feel like, like the whole idea of a podcast, like an indie podcast being regularly sponsored at that point was unusual you mm-hmm. would hear kind of those canned ads for like casper mattresses and right fresh books and stuff and uh oh what's the other one um squarespace yeah. you know mm-hmm. at the beginning maybe but like it, everybody was all over the place so i knew nothing i do remember having the foresight way back in the day when i first started doing the kitchen hour which was my first mm-hmm. podcast to like create a break mm-hmm. and i don't remember what i put in that spot at the beginning i remember thinking you know around the 15 minute or 20 minute mark i need to have some kind of break so if i ever get ads i can go back and put them in and i think i just talked about like what i had going on in the blog or like if i yeah. had a you know a sponsor i was working with i think i just inserted that there but i didn't know what i was doing but whatsoever. you already just the way you described it i think you kind of knew you had smart instincts i know you were listening to like pat flynn and some of the mm-hmm. people who have their own stuff that they're selling, which is another, when we coach podcasters, like that's another thing that works really well. If you are an author or you have eBooks or you have a course or something, um, that's not our business model, but I, I think you probably had really good instincts. I obviously knew nothing about it. And so the sponsors we had in the early days were mostly brought over from your work on the happiest home. And you, you know, were able to kind of tell them how being involved on the podcast was like another another branch of working with you, but we yeah. wouldn't have had brands beating down our door from day one. Well, and right. And, and I think that what, what was different was that we didn't have, we hadn't yet figured out what we were offering them. So like every time yeah. we'd had mm-hmm. a possibility to include a sponsor, we were like reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Like we had to go where we would have put them. Yeah. So at the time when we first started, there was a lot of kind of, um, 
conflicting advice out there about how to monetize and when to do it. And mm-hmm. I remember reading an article by a guy who was saying, you should never put an ad in your show till it's worth it to you financially. And like, you have to have X number of downloads to make Y number of dollars. And if you don't get to that right. point, don't waste your time and your listeners time doing it. And I kind of took that to heart. And now I would do it completely differently. And I, we always advise people who are starting a podcast to leave room for sponsors, mostly because you get yourself in the habit so yeah. that you don't get yourself in another habit yeah. <laughs> where yeah. you just get on and talk about whatever. And then you never break. Like and, that's hard and your to break listeners that habit. Come to expect it too. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's something that happened gradually. I think that's another area where we get feedback from you guys and have, you know, made an effort to make our ads fun to listen to, but also shorter and not drag on too long. And the industry, the space has changed so, so oh much. Oh my gosh. So like, even in the last year, it's changed a yeah. lot. So yeah. But yeah. I will say from a from an actual content delivery perspective, like when we plan what we're going to talk about, um, I think having regular sponsors and partnerships actually helps us. I think it keeps us really um, disciplined about, OK, we're going to talk about this and we're going to deliver it in, you know, a 20 minute segment here. And I feel so much more organized, I guess is the right word yeah. about the way we plan our conversations. And part of that is because of the integration of ads. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a staple of the structure of our show. I'm using hand motions right now that you can't see, but. Um, well, I would also say that for me, when we were talking about how we first did the show, I don't remember really following along with the outline very much. When I don't we first think started. we used, so we have a shared Google doc. I don't think we used it I think we maybe emailed something back and forth to each other for a while. And then for a long time, you didn't know where the outline was. I'd always say, oh, I put that, I put a few notes (laughs) in the outline doc. And you were like, the link every time. For a long time. And it really wasn't until we started having to make sure like we knew what we were talking about for ads that I started getting in the outline and really paying close attention to it. And I think it's made the show better because now I'm more, I know what you're going to say, kind of like we still are off the cuff for a lot of it. But at least we know where we're going. It's like Sarah's driving the bus, but at least I know like what exit we're getting off. Yeah, it's like what the map, like what state you're in, <laughs> right. what country you're in. Yeah, it's funny. That's one of those things you might think we would have gotten less or more relaxed about. But I think our outlines and our structure is actually more over the four years than it was yeah, I agree. in the beginning. Um, so we have to play our old intros. I'm just going to have our sound engineer insert them. And if I can dig up a couple bloopers, I'm going to do those too. We'll play those at the very end, hopefully. Um, but let's just listen to our very first intro and then our second intro. And you guys already know what the third one sounds like. So we'll do that now. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Mom Hour with myself, Megan Francis, and my good friend, Sarah Powers. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. 
everyone, and welcome to episode 101 of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here as always. Okay, so we've already talked a little bit about this, but the first one, obviously, I penned all of my children into a specific age that turns out they didn't stay stay (laughs) those numbers. And we weren't good at re-recording intros at that point. No, so I don't know if you remember, but we recorded the second one in a hotel room in Denver. And um, we, we... we were huddled around one mic, but we at least had a good mic and we were in person. And I just remember a ton of outtakes. That's what I'm hoping to play a few at the very end. So listen, it's to really hard end. to do something like that when you're in the same room. Like I felt like we were laughing a lot. We laughed so much. And um, it's, it's a, it, just like if you're a copywriter, it's really hard to write really short copy. It's hard to say what you want to say in a short amount of time. So I remember that being a challenge. And then when we recorded the current iteration, you were out in Santa Barbara visiting me at my parents' house. And it was basically the biggest heat wave I've ever experienced in growing it up. It felt there. like my, being having a hairdryer blasted all over your body. And Santa Barbara is a cool beach town. So yeah. people don't have air conditioning. It's it never gets above like 80 degrees. And if it does, it's for like a week. And this was like, it was like in the high nineties and we had to have the curtains closed and the windows closed because we were recording. So I just remember sitting in a hot, sweaty bed, basically trying to you get know, this one why done. Why did we always want to do this when we were together? That doesn't make any sense now that I think about it. We would have been much better off just doing them the way we do everything else. I think now, but I think back <laughs> in the day, some of the um, like connection issues were, oh, yeah. they, they were so unpredictable. It's like we didn't yeah. want to record a canned intro that might well, have some technical and, stuff. And there are things we drag our feet on that we mm-hmm. don't do until we're together in person. Like yep. there are definitely things that we like we put off, we procrastinate because we don't, for whatever reason, they feel like a big, big deal. Yeah. And so those things tend to happen when we're in the same place. It, it's true. Although I've kind of changed my tune about recording episodes. We, we used to always say, oh, we're going to be together. Let's record an episode. It's not fun. It's hard. It's, we don't yeah, want to. Like we want right. to hang out. So it's fun to record little stuff like do a Facebook live for our Patreons or something like that. But it's, it's hard to record a real episode when we're together. Yeah, it is. We don't do it anymore. No, nope. um, which means we usually double up the week before and yeah sometimes when we get back as well yeah um so another thing that's changed about the actual content is adding adding other people to this show and adding other types of shows so I just went back because I wanted to have the dates in front of me so we started doing interviews um just over a year after so in May of 2016 was our very first voices episode and we didn't call it the mom hour voices at that what time. What did we call we it? We called them I bonus was... interviews. Bonus and interviews. It was your idea. You're like, this isn't bonus content. This is like regular content. It just needs its own name. I remember that was you. So that was your idea to call them voices interviews, which I love. And we haven't missed a month, I don't think. So we no. do those monthly. And then the More Than Mom was a, that was a pretty big add-on because we were already stretched thin in terms of the amount of episodes we were putting out. Um, but it was a great idea. And most, I think a lot of people really love them. And, and we did hear from people like, I really like the parenting stuff more. And then we hear from other people who are like, I love the, the not just mom stuff, the more than yeah. mom. So we started those in February of 2018. So a little over a year ago. Um, and then, yeah. and we have to remind ourselves sometimes that not everyone has to like everything we do. I know that sounds like really what? obvious, but like, I know. I'd- it's okay if we put out stuff that you guys don't like. We've had people email us before and like kind of almost ask permission to yeah. not to not listen to certain things. I'm like, yeah. we don't, we have no idea who's yeah. listening to what. No. So you can do whatever you like, you whatever works for you. Skip our ads and yeah. skip our whatever else. And yeah. 
Um, no, that's a really good point. Um, we also brought Katie on the show monthly ish starting in 2017, early 2017. And then it's funny because Katie's is our resident new mom. Katie's still on the show. She's our books contributor now, but just like my kids not staying two, five and seven, Katie didn't really stay a resident, truly new mom. She had just yeah. had baby number two, two kids under two when I met her. Um, so she had an infant and now of course those kids are like two and four. See, when we hired her, I thought I made it clear her kids were not allowed to get older. Yeah, you have to have babies. You're a resident baby I was mom. like, I'm sorry. You, you're here forever now. You don't get to go anyway. Oh, but they're getting older. Oh, I know. Yeah. But um, actually, it's we've had great feedback about Katie as a books contributor this year. So she still comes on the show. And then Allison Thompson, who's a co-host over at Crunchy Cocktail Hour, um, started coming on with me every few weeks when she was pregnant with her second. So again, we've had a kind of a resident new mom talking about the, going through the transition from one baby to two. And that is, I think it's so much fun. And it just, you and I are not in that stage anymore. So as much as we like to wax nostalgic, we're not right. in the nitty gritty. So I have a lot of fun with those. Um, but yeah, all of that, none of that happened for a year or two into the show. In the beginning, it was just yep. us, just the regular thing. So. Man, we've done a lot of stuff in four years. I mean, I know four years seems like a long time, but now just seeing all these changes and things detailed out, there's a lot. We've yeah. really done a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh, and then another kind of bonus content we haven't talked about is for Patreon. So, and this yeah. is much more recent. So starting just in December, we started doing two bonus episodes per quarter. So we've done four episodes total, one on discipline, one on home decor, one on chores and delegating, and one with our favorite recipes. And they come with like printable resources and fun stuff. Like there's a Pinterest board for one and a playlist yeah. for one. So we try and there's and no ads. It's not really just like a bonus episode. It's no. a little more than that. We yeah. call them audio classes. Yeah, they're audio classes. So um, those have been another really fun outlet for content. And those are yep. for our editor level patrons. If you guys are curious, we'll link up in the show notes. Um, and once you do join that Patreon level, you get access to all the old ones too, which is kind of just kind of cool because now yep. there's a few. Oh, all right. So well, yeah, we've talked about most of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting is like we, we've had now several different editors and you actually could do some editing. So it started off with my now ex-husband, John, was mm -hmm. doing all of our edits. And then for a long time, um, my co-host at the radio station, Johnny, was doing all of our edits. Mm -hmm. And then he got a new job at the radio station. And so then we kind of played around with different options. And now we're working with a new sound engineer and, and the company is is making it so that we can do kind of cool stuff that we couldn't really easily do before like our 200th episode yeah we had like all that fun um we had all that fun like kind of overlapping yes. sound yeah yes. and stuff like, like a, that a but, little produced package which is yeah it's so fun and yeah I, I actually have enjoyed learning just the basics it's funny it's like the reverse journey because a lot of podcasters start out doing their own editing because it's free and yep. that's what you got to do and then as they grow they hire it out I actually do more of our own editing now than I would have when I started because I didn't know anything and I usually I do like the little mess ups the little you know we said the wrong thing or a dog barked I do those but I do nothing with regard to kind of the final mastering the sound quality and putting right. the music and the intro I don't do anything like that I just I just fix our boo-boos basically patch us up and send it off so so what we talked a lot about what's changed what hasn't changed what do you think like I was thinking you know uh, the, our conversation I think I was actually surprised because you listened to the, the first episode yeah, yeah and you told me it was kind of cringy yeah 
And I went and listened to it. And the first five minutes, I mean, it was our very first episode. Yeah. So this sounded very different than now. We obviously did not know how to get into the episode yet. <laughs> like we had a sponsor. We really didn't know how to do it. Like it was like we didn't know how to get into the show. But once we kind of hit our stride around like the seven minute mark, I think we sounded just like we do now. Like I, I felt like our conversation was very similar. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it, it, it was. Your it, mic wasn't on or you didn't have one. But, yeah. you know. That's that's something different. Yeah, I think that that has not changed. I think the way we come up with ideas for what to talk about has gone through ebbs and flows, but it really hasn't changed. Like sometimes we got a whole bunch of ideas and sometimes it's like the morning of recording and we're like, what are we going to talk, talk about? about? Like, let's yep. how do we put this together? That hasn't really changed. At, once we start having a Google Doc as an outline that it, it looks very similar to probably not the first six months or a year, but the last three years, it hasn't changed. Yep. The way the show notes are structured hasn't changed. Same. Yeah. Yep. So we, there's, and that makes it easier, right? It's like you, you show up and you do the thing that you know works. And I think that's been nice. It's allowed us to play around with adding and changing stuff, but there's a lot that doesn't change. We, we know yep. how to do it. We have the same hosting provider, Blueberry, that we've had since the beginning. So we yeah, kind and of, not kind of chasing shiny new things. Like we've yeah. been approached by lots of other um, hosting providers with offers to move. And, and we're just like, why would we do that to ourselves? Yeah. We're really happy with Blueberry. And like, I feel like sometimes you can get really distracted by this or that, you know, app or whatever. Yeah. Like solving a problem you don't have. Yes. <laughs> and so we've been able to make it work with what we have. And we're really happy with Blueberry. So we're like, oh, let's just stay. They have great customer service. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say one thing that really has, I think, revolutionized the way we do our, our organizing and our prep is Voxer. Yeah, that's true. We didn't used to use Voxer like what? It's like been two years. If that, maybe a year and if a half. That. I feel like it was summertime. So before that, all these conversations would have happened on Hangouts or email. Yeah, or email. We didn't. We didn't even talk on the phone like ever. Ever. Never. I remember answering a call from you once because I just happened to be like driving on the highway, and you were like, "What? <laughs> I know. Why are you answering my yeah, phone call? We probably had like three phone calls in three years. Yeah, that's crazy. Boxer. Yeah, that's funny. Um. One thing that is new is we have a new website as of this week. We the, well, and it's the, it's still the momhour.com. We're not going to change that for you guys, but um, it has a new home. It'll continue to grow and we have blog content on there and ideas for how to continue to grow that. So that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of fun. So I'm really excited about going back to our blogging roots a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just, like I loved blogging for so long, I kind of burned out on it, but now I feel like my kids are older. I have new things to say and yeah. new ways to say, it. and we have a whole new audience, which yep. makes it feel good too. Like I like the idea of reaching new people Agreed. with written content. Agreed. So. Um, all right. Well, do you have any predictions on where we'll be four years from now? It feels like a well, long time. Jeez, my youngest will be 14. I will only have two kids left at home at that point, I'm assuming. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like even though four years, there's been so much that's happened in my life in the last four years, it has gone by really fast. Yeah. I feel like the next four is going to go by really fast too. I think we'll continue to grow our network and produce new stuff. Yeah. And I think I would love at some point for the mom hour to kind of be just a place for moms to come. And even if it's not always you and me doing the content, um, all the content all the time, like mm -hmm. just to have a, a home, like yeah. a, like a happy, encouraging, supportive home. And, and I don't know how we'll make that happen. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have lots of crazy ideas. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what about you any predictions no I think I could see more live events or more getting yeah. out and like um like making the community giving more ways for the community to be with us and us to be with the community and the community connect to connect with each other 
but yeah, I don't know what that looks like. And yeah, in four years, my kids will be 10, almost 13 and almost 15. Crazy. Mm. So you're wow. like, like how your youngest three are now. Yeah. That's crazy. Why, why does that happen? How does that even They just happen? keep getting older. What? I don't know. Um, okay. Well, before we wrap, I wanted to ask a favor. We haven't asked this in a long time, but just letting you know that your reviews in, uh, Apple podcasts, which used to be called iTunes. That's another thing that's changed since we started this show. Um, those reviews are still hugely helpful to us as helpful as they were in the very early days. Um, a lot of moms discover shows. A lot of moms are brand new to listening to podcasts. They don't even know which ones to listen to. Um, and we would love for them to discover our show because they type in the word mom or a review catches their eye. So if you've not done that, we would love if you would leave us a review. And if you listen somewhere else and it has a way to leave us a rating or review, we appreciate that as well. Yeah. And in fact, those other places often we don't have as many because not as many people leave them. So, and I don't know how to do them. So I don't know. We can't tell you how to do it, but, (laughs) but you could probably figure it out. Um, Or just, you know, I think actually um, Apple podcast has the most difficult review system. Yeah. Like I had a really hard time leaving yeah. reviews on it. So we do have a little tutorial on our site. I'll link it up yeah. in the show notes, but we appreciate yeah. that. And you guys should check back on Tuesday because we will be doing an episode about summer planning. It's hard to believe that's right around the corner, but it is. And we're going to talk about kind of all the logistics and the practical stuff. And I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of what that looks like when you are a divorced or separated family. And so we have a lot, of, this is going to be a jam packed one. Yeah, it'll be a good one. So we will talk to you guys on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own tips and personal. Okay, just start over. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm. (laughs) Hi, I'm Megan. (laughs) No. (laughs) Hi, I'm Megan. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the mom hour. Still bad on the last one. Do you want to just try that line again? Yeah. You can always place it. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the mom hour. That was better. That was better. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country. Let's start that again. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood is a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the mom hour. I think that you should say motherhood's a lot easier. It's coming off a little... A little stilted. Okay. Okay. Let's try it one more time. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share. Sorry, I'm going to do that one again. Mm -hmm. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the mom hour. I'm going to just try one more shot. Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life, 
But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. I like that one. Me too. I feel good about that. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. 